You're listening to The Current. Hey, I'm Jill Riley. Every Wednesday at 8.30, I connect with experts for some real talk about keeping our minds and bodies healthy. And today's topic is all about stress. Now, I think I'm an expert in being stressed out. I'm certainly not an expert in stress and its effect on our bodies, our minds and bodies. And that's why we call on the experts. So this morning... I've got a stress expert on the line. Dr. Mustafa Elopsi is a professor and the director of the Stress and Resilience Research Labs at the University of Minnesota Medical School Duluth campus. So his research and teaching focuses on stress and its connection to addictive behaviors, appetite regulation, and risk for uh, heart issues, cardiovascular diseases. And in fact, I know that he is calling in from Austria, where he's this year's keynote presenter of the World Conference on Stress and Related Diseases. So we've got a great expert on the line to talk about stress. Good morning, Dr. Mustafa Alabzi. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for joining us uh, for Wellness Wednesday. Now, it was early last year that you and your colleagues and your team launched an international study it was called Stress and Resilience in the Face of COVID-19. And then the findings were published in the International Journal of Behavioral Medicine, and it's called Resilience and the Role of Depressed and Anxious Mood in the Relationship Between Perceived Social Isolation and Perceived Sleep Quality During the COVID-19 Pandemic. So I wonder if we could just start there and tell me about the study and if we could talk about you know, kind of the question that you posed as scientists and then um, some of your findings. Well, as you know, the COVID presented a huge challenge globally to everybody around the world. And uh, we wanted to kind of track how people were adjusting to this uh, overwhelming challenge. And one of the things we wanted to document was not just the immediate adjustment, but the long-term effects. And related to that, we assessed precautions and calls for changing in your life, this social distancing and staying at home, uh, engaging in behaviors that uh, minimize or reduce the risk uh, of exposure. In so doing, these behavioral adjustment, in addition to the anxiety, fear, worry, would bring major adjustment processes in how people live, how people cope with things in their life, how people, you know, eat, sleep, and feel physically, feel in terms of their mental health, interestingly, and and also, to some extent, expectedly, we found lots of changes, uh, unfortunately, negative changes that correlated with those early weeks and, and days of the scare and worry about the pandemic. And we are expecting the impact to be long-term, to be long-lasting. We also believe, however, that people are resilient and able to cope. And because of that, part of our attention when we launched our program was looking to these qualities, these characteristics, these attributes that help people Uh, cope that help 
enhance their resilience in the face of uncertain and scary challenges. I'm talking with Dr. Mustafa Alabsi, and we're talking about stress and the long-term effects of on stress on the body and our physical health. And, and I wonder there, you know, I, I, I think at the beginning of this pandemic, of course, no one knew how long, how long people were going to have to change these behaviors and, you know, live with these anxious and stressful feelings about, well, the uncertainty of what the future looks like. When is this pandemic going to end? You know, people losing sleep. So what are some of the more long term, I guess, um, effects or risks for disease on the body? Well, under condition of stress, conditions of stress, whether those conditions are internal, meaning based on worry and being anxious, being depressed, being feeling sad, or because of the source of stress outward, outside. Under those conditions, uh, people endure so many changes physiologically, uh, chemically, um, their behavior change, their mood change. And part of that actually is not necessarily bad. In fact, I always tell people you don't want to devoid or or empty your life from stress completely. After all, you know, having a little bit of stress, as you know, uh, can be good. Can help you accomplish things. Can help you wake up in the morning and get to work. And uh, and that's a good thing. Yeah. The problem with stress comes when you have long-term chronic stress. And when you really don't have effective means to deal with that stress, or you feel like you lack the capability and the control for dealing with stress. So this combination then leads to harmful or damaging or deleterious uh, effects of, of stress. There is no part or no system in your body that's not affected by stress mm. in a negative way if the stressor and the stressful events are chronic and um, threatening. And certainly we are concerned about this prolongation or extension, extending period of stress that we are dealing with with COVID and the amount of uncertainty that, that comes with uh, this uh, lengthening of time of worry and, and uh, uncertainty about it. Now, when we, we do in our research, we find that long-term effects of stress affect many things, affect your uh, risk for uh, heart disease, affect your blood pressure, affect your um, risk for escalating your diabetes. If you are a diabetic, uh, it also um, makes us behaviorally uh, prone to engage in unhealthy behaviors. Uh, we may smoke more, or we may go. To, we may use drugs. We may drink more. We uh, may eat a lot of palatable comfort food, and that part of it can also increase uh, our risk for obesity, and that also can increase our risk for many other uh, health consequences. It can affect the quality of our relationships with people around us. It can affect our mental health in terms of increasing our risk for depression, for chronic anxiety. Uh, it can affect uh, also the uh, our sexual health. Uh, our interest in life in general in, may increase also our loneliness and, and the tendency to uh, isolate ourselves from others. And that can you know lead to uh, further 
negative effects and exacerbate our feeling of stress and distress. I'm talking with Dr. Mustafa Alabsi, and we're talking about stress. We're talking about the long-term effects of stress. And it sounds like, I mean, long-term stress can affect physical, mental health, relationships. I mean, really just about anything that you could encounter in your life. It sounds like a little bit of stress is okay. Long-term stress not so good. But Dr. Alabsi, you know, you said the word resilience earlier. So there is there is a bright side here. There is a way um, for people to learn to cope. And I wonder, with the word resilience, are some people more naturally resilient than others? Does it have to do with how we're raised? Can people be taught to be resilient? Yeah, I think Certainly the environment around us can help us be more resilient, but also we can learn to enhance our ability to cope and to withstand challenges. And there are things that we can do that are simple things that we can do, things like sparing or or integrating into our daily routine activities that we like, activities that make us comfortable, activities that make us healthy, uh, things like taking walks, physical activity, connecting with people that we feel comfortable with, uh, having some periods of uh, relaxation or mindfulness, uh, reading things that you like to read, going, getting out to nature. That tends to be highly therapeutic, highly effective in calming us down, but also allowing us, giving us time to reflect and maybe then be able to appreciate that what we thought of as being very stressful, very upsetting, may actually be put in a better, in a a more objective perspective and therefore they would be more manageable and they would be not as upsetting. So I always think about, you have to work with your mind to learn skills for appreciating the reality out there as it is because a lot of the time the stress not does not just come from what happens outside it actually comes for the most part i would say from how we perceive this outside world and how we think that we are able or not able to deal with it if we think that these events are threatening upsetting they can harm us they can uh, cause us long-term negative consequences. And we also think that we can't do anything about it, that that combination of emotions and, and thoughts can be toxic. And that's what make, makes uh, stress uh, problematic. Resilient yep. is basically the opposite of that. I add to the physical activity, to the, to the relax, uh, taking relaxation period, to working with your cognitive uh, processes and your perception of the events in your life. I add to that uh, also uh, integrating or working on some sort of routine to help you get some sleep. So when I say relaxing, I think sleep is the most important element of how we can really anchor ourselves in a more comfortable, resilient life. And that is to get enough comfortable sleep. And, and if I am to give people an advice, it's to really work hard on having a good, healthy, sleepy routine. And this can be done. It's just a matter of building into your daily repertoire a routine that you stick with it so that you have enough sleep. Things then become easier. All the other coping strategies can come easier if you've had a restful night. Thank you so much for giving that advice, because I know that that's what I need to hear sometimes, is that I don't get enough sleep. And I find that when I'm well-rested, 
my reactions to situations are different. I just have a completely different mindset. And it just it starts with the sleep before I even dig in <laughs> to the other coping mechanisms. So thank you so much for giving that advice. And then I think that's a good way to wrap up. Um, I'm talking with Dr. Mustafa Alabsi, a professor and the director of the Stress and Resilience Research Labs at the University of Minnesota Medical School, Duluth Campus, my stress expert this morning. And uh, thank you for joining me for Wellness Wednesday. Thank you for having me here today. You are listening to The Current.